everybody, it's Michael, and welcome back to the Christchurch Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you are doing all right. Hope that you're making it. We are now on week five of this new thing that we're doing here, uh, which means that we've been talking about prayer. And we've been talking about prayer now for five weeks straight. And you're still here. Again, let me say thank you. Um, I want to let you know before we get started today that part of our hope in doing this podcast is that you would actually learn something. Um, or at least increase your understanding of prayer, um, prayer specifically. And of course, that because of this new understanding that your praying life would be deeper or better or more intimate, etc. <laughs> However, we do recognize that there is somewhat of a disconnect here because this is a podcast. We're not in the same room together talking about uh, various topics, specifically uh, prayer for us right now, where you might actually be able to engage a little bit better if we were in the same room. You know, you could interact or ask questions. So this is what we would like to do. If you have had questions along the way, or just a question, or if a question comes up for you in regards to prayer, or maybe something that I've said in the episodes previous or in the episodes to come, we would love to give you space to ask those questions or that question. And you can submit uh, your questions to an email that we have set up. The email is info at christchurchbham.com. That is info at ChristChurchBham.com. If you have any questions or comments whatsoever, please feel free to let us know to submit those. Um, and we hope to then do some follow-up episodes where we actually address some of the things that you've either said or shared with us or asked. Um, and we, we would like to wrap up maybe our entire conversations, all of our conversations on prayer um, by addressing some of those. Basically, we just want to engage with you on this so we all might grow and develop together. All right, there's that. Now, uh, let's keep talking about prayer, shall we? As we've been talking, uh, I realize that it's pretty easy for me to sit back and just share all of my thoughts about prayer uh, with you and to simply have you just take them at face value as if everything I'm saying is some type of prescription or formula or just, you know, the right way to think about prayer or something like that, um, that might even benefit your prayer life. And I just want to say up front that I'm absolutely not trying to do that. I do hope this stuff is helpful, but I don't think that everything I'm saying is necessarily the only way to think about things. I definitely don't think it's some type of prescription or formula that will just, you know, kind of just snap you into a wonderful and never dry and incredible kind of prayer life. I'm not I mean, I hope that, <laughs> you know, could become those things for you, but I'm definitely not saying that what I'm saying is, you know, a step-by-step -step process or anything like that. Um, 
And, and, and specifically for what we're going to be talking about today, I think I just need to say now, um, because we're going to be talking about kind of a how-to on prayer, how one can pray. I in no way want you to think that this is the only way um, to pray or that this is the way that you should absolutely pray. I'm not even saying that I'm giving you the best option. There are many forms of prayer. There are many reasons for prayer. And I do not want you to think that what I'm sharing with you is the absolute and only way that you should pray, or that if you're not doing it the way that I'm talking about today, that you're doing it wrong. I'm not saying that. So hear me on the front end. We kind of touched on this a little bit in the last episode too, um, that in regards to spiritual practices um, and a spiritual practice like prayer, for example, the only way to do them or even to learn how to do them well is for us to actually do them. As Nowen, Henry Nowen says, you know, the only way to learn how to pray is to pray. And the only way to learn how to pray well is to pray much. You just have to do it, <laughs> which kicks off this conversation pretty well, because today I want to talk about how we are to pray. And in our first episode, we actually started talking about this right off the bat because Jesus straight up says, when you pray, say, and then he goes on to tell us the Lord's prayer. He shares with us the Lord's prayer. And this might be the most helpful how-to there ever was or ever will be on prayer. And, you know, we talked about the Lord's prayer in that episode at length, but today I'd like to take a different approach to it just for a few moments, and maybe let it teach us again how to pray. So, of course, as we all know at this point, the Lord's Prayer goes like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, and of course, some translations continue, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Of course, some translations continue or add rescue us or deliver us from evil or the evil one. Now, we may all be familiar with the acrostic or guideline to prayer known as ACTS, A-C-T-S. For those of us who are not familiar, ACTS stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And this is a very, and I do mean very, popular guideline for prayer because it provides us with a simple kind of step-by-step -step for how we are to pray. Soon, we're going to discuss various types of prayer uh, because some of them are not included in this ACTS or ACTS model, but we will get there. Uh, I just don't want us to lose sight of the fact that there are many ways to pray, and this is not the only one, but it will help us in our discussion today. So when we look at the Lord's Prayer as our model for how to pray, what we find is the Acts guideline for prayer laid out in front of us. In fact, some would argue that this is where we got the model from. Let's look, let's look closely at the Lord's Prayer again. Jesus begins his prayer with adoration. So in line with the Acts guideline, we see it already at the very beginning of the Lord's Prayer. Jesus begins with adoration. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Right here, from the beginning, Jesus is giving glory to God. He's, this, is a, this is a phrase of worship. It's acknowledging that the, very, uh, the Father's very name is holy, that there's no one like God. 
And in this statement, we also have a confession of sorts. Um, so we move from adoration to confession, confession almost immediately. And our see, it is a confession of sorts because in our recognition that there is no one like our God, that he is holy, we are in a way confessing, well, we're not God. That we are in need of him so much so that it aids our adoration of him because of who he is and what he has done for us. Um, our adoration of God puts us in line with his kingdom and his will. So we continue in praying out of our adoration for God that his kingdom would come and his will would be done, as Sally Lloyd-Jones puts it in her own little translation for kids, that his will would be done, that his kingdom would come down here to on earth as it is in heaven. From here, Jesus continues in praying. He says, give us each day our daily bread. Now, this this is an interesting part of the prayer. As we talked about in the last episode, of course, this is where he starts acknowledging like we have needs and wants and God cares about those things. Um, and of course, God does care about our needs. And it would be easy for us to simply see this part of the prayer as only supplication. Remember the Acts guideline, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, then supplication or, or asking for something and humility. So it looks like we've moved from adoration to confession. And then we say, give us this day our daily bread as if we're just skipping over thanksgiving completely. Well, in his letter to the Philippians, the Apostle Paul encourages believers there to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's Philippians 4 verse 6, if you're wondering. See, Paul is teaching that thanksgiving must be included in our prayers and that it's directly connected with our prayers of supplication. Again, that's just our asking God in humility to provide for us. So in this way, asking God to give us today our daily bread is a form of thanksgiving as well as supplication. We are... Out of our thanksgiving, rather, I should say it this way, out of our thanksgiving, we go to God with an understanding that he does care for us. So why not ask him in all humility to continue to provide for us? So just in these first three verses, really, three or four verses, Jesus has already walked us through the Acts guideline. Of course, Jesus does continue, and we find another confession here. Forgive us our sins, because we're sinful, right? This is a confession that we are sinful people. So, Father, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So within the Lord's Prayer, we find a basic how-to on prayer that, as we said in our very first episode, opens the door the door to a whole new world for us in regards to prayer. We find various types of prayer being adoration, confession, supplication, and thanksgiving, and we even find our reason for prayer. Remember with me again that in the very opening lines of Jesus' prayer here, he reveals to us the necessary reminder that God is our Father who intends our good. 
so we can approach Him with our whole selves and all of our needs and wants. We are reminded that God is closer to us in the air, pressing up against our skin, that He desires nothing more than for us to enjoy Him and His presence with us, and that our prayers really do matter. A simple how-to would be to follow something like the Acts guideline, you know, start with adoration, remember who God is. Remember why you're praying and coming to him in the first place. You can go into confession from there, recognizing that, look, I'm not God. I'm Michael. I'm not God. (laughs) I'm in utter need of you. And I'm also sinful. Forgive me. I fall short. But you're good and loving. You care about me. That's our thanksgiving, right? It's a reminder that God has been good to us and has provided for us. So we come to him again, asking him to do it again. That's our supplication. Bringing God, bringing to God in all humility, our cares, our needs, our wants, and asking him to provide again. So what now? Well, let me say before we move on, that in the future here, we are going to talk about the different types of prayer because I do recognize we didn't name all of them today. And we weren't trying to. But I'd like to say that there is much more that could be said. There's a lot more to prayer that we're leaving out. There are probably more helpful ways to talk about prayer or how to pray, and we could go that direction now, but I'd rather not... (laughs) Honestly, I'd rather end this episode with some encouragement for you and for me. Henry Nouwen, again, the Catholic priest and author that he was. um, And let me just go ahead and say here that the two people that you will probably hear me quote the most are going to be either Dallas Willard or Henry Nouwen. So just get ready for more of that. But Nouwen once said that the Lord's Prayer is meant to help us empty our minds from all that God is not and helps us offer all of the room that we have left to him and him alone. It allows us to make our way to the kingdom of God within us and meet with him there. Remember Jesus' own words in Luke 17, the kingdom of God is within you. Prayer helps us get there to meet with God, to enjoy his presence with us, to open up our lives to him, to let him have his way. This kingdom... The kingdom of the heavens or the kingdom of God, as it's referred to in scripture, is available to us now. This is the abundant life that Jesus offers us. It's not for later, but for now. The kingdom is our home. It's our home where God and his people dwell together forever. And in prayer, we enter into it again and again, this relationship that we were created for, and we draw nearer to the home where we will reside for eternity. In this home, we will adore God and enjoy Him forever. You know, I recently came across a note that I'd put in my phone from actually January 17th, 2012, over eight years ago. And this note was... Just a quote that I had written down during a conversation that Sarah and I were having, and I remembered immediately how quickly I typed while Sarah was talking with me. This is something that she said, and I just had to type it and put it in my phone, and I'm so thankful I came across it this past week, and I think you'll see why I made sure I wrote it down as quickly as I did after you hear it. So let me share it with you. Sarah said, to, said this to me. 
we will always be learning and changing and becoming until we see Jesus face to face. And then we will see our true selves. But until that happens, we rest in the truth that we are a work in progress, propelled forward by the grace, truth, and love of God, the Father, who is calling us home. So out of that grace and out of that truth and out of that love, let us continue on in prayer, meeting with and enjoying the God who created us, never growing dull to the fact that we now have direct access to the very creator of all things who loves and cares for us, who is interested in what we think and what we're doing, who longs for nothing more than to live and to dwell with us forever. Let us continue to talk with God about what we are doing together and maybe even find some rest. Grace and peace.